0: Welcome to yet another episode of Crying Alley commentary. My name is Peter Medlin. and I'm Alex Ditch. And today, Alex, today is a seminal moment. Yeah. Not just because it's episode number twelve; it's like, is it? The, I don't lost count. It's, a, <laughs> it's a, it. This count is the twelfth movie that we've watched. Oh yeah. Counting the episodes is two. Oh, yeah. you know, pretty much, this is the twelfth yeah. formal episode of the show. But today is extra special. It's okay. extra special, because today we are looking at a movie that is ten years old this year. I that's, that's fucking shocking right? I told my, I was on the phone with my brother today, and he's like, oh my god, that was ten, 2008? Yeah, I can tell you, well, continue on, I'll tell you my story. We are seeing, of course, 2008, The Dark Knight. Christian yeah. Bale, directed, of course, by our man Christopher Nolan. We are dead smack in the middle of the Christopher Nolan trilogy of Batman movies. The first oh, yeah. one. the yeah. The middle of three is two. first <laughs> one worth noting. <laughs> the first movie we've watched at all, that has not included the word Batman. So, props to that for the innovation. Yeah, he just reused it again. The yeah. Same idea, the third one. It's literally just because he couldn't say Dark Knight Returns. Because that was already taken. And Batman Returns was also taken. Yeah. So, he just had to combine those two. And funny. Yeah, it's, he's, so he's he's back. That's what we need to convey. But He's he, rising. Anyway, he rises back. That's, that's a conversation for a later day. Yeah, I that's, mean, not literally, a, that's literally several weeks from now. But Yeah. So The Dark Knight for two thousand eight, was of course famous for the portrayal of Heath Ledger as the Joker in this, who I believe died in January
1: of that year. That sounds about right. So I remember it coming out in the summertime and there was like, right. like six months.
0: So he never would have gotten to even see the
1: complete movie, I don't think. I right? think I think he well, if I know anything about the movie's work. Yes. This was the last mm-hmm. one he finished, so that I means he probably overdubbed it. Mm-hmm. So he, didn't, he probably didn't see the premiere, but he probably saw most of the movie Maybe. because he's
0: in most of the movie. He saw it probably close to a final cut of yes, the movie. Yes, as close as it could possibly be. That's good, because that, I, I was always I curious about that, considering the, when he yeah. passed away compared to... I mean, one he didn't
1: th- see the imaginary of Dr. Parnassus. He didn't see that, because he died literally halfway through that. Did that come out? It came out like a year later. Okay. So what they did was, in the movie, uh, made by Terry Gilliam... He, the character that he plays kind of goes through magic mirrors in a way. Mm-hmm. So, similar to the Flash villain Mirror Master, sure, why not? Yeah, so he, so every mirror he goes through, they just recast it with a different actor. Oh, really? So, like, he goes through one, he's Johnny Depp, he goes through another, he's Cobb Farrell, he goes through another one, he's on not know, Jewelaw. Is that a good movie? It's, it's, if you like Terry Gilliam, yeah, I see. I like all those people in the movie, I like Terry Gilliam. What is this, Terry Gilliam? Like *Fear and Holy in Las Vegas*. Oh, okay. *Monty Python and the Holy Grail*. Just a *Don Quixote*, which just a can.
0: Because um, you ever, did you ever hear names that you know you're supposed to know, but you don't, so you just nod along with people saying, "Like, oh, of course." Does you know this, like any sense to you? Yes. Tank? Yes. No. 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 Just Terry Gilliam. I, like I know who that. I've recognized the name. Okay. But if okay. you said, "Well, oh, what's your favorite of his movies?" Okay. He, so he, also made, he also made, made
1: *Brothers* oh, okay. Grow. Oh. He made that.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, so, I
1: recognize. Yeah, he has a. This is not for this conversation, but he has a very specific look to his
0: stuff. And you can tell, oh, it's a Terry Gunn right. Well, I mean, it is... For the, for this episode, I kind of wanted to keep it a little more loose and just kind of oh, have yeah. a conversation about The Dark Knight because, as we mentioned, I mean, this is a seminal movie. I mean, it's this is really like one of the more iconic movies of the last 10 to 20 years in my mind.
1: It's the reason that they, before this, they made the Oscars' best picture were only like five. Right. And it was because of this they made ten. Really, just so movies like this, these big budget mm-hmm. blockbusters that people see, could be included because half the movies that asking, you asked for, you not see that shit. Yeah, nobody's nobody I saw, saw the artist. I, I never saw a Lion. I saw it was nominated. I never saw it. I didn't see the King's Speech. I did. Was it good? I mean, it's not as good as Social Network, but I mean, I was in the theater alone. Yeah,
0: it's was just so two social, people. Social two social people in the theater. Me and my dad. We saw King's Speech. I was a that's so weird. That always baffles me. You yeah, at least in comic <laughs> books when they have like the. The Eisner Awards that they give out every year, which are like the comic book Oscars. At least people have read those. At least the, I mean, a lot of times they're more indie books. But okay. they're like ones that people have at least heard of or had a chance to read. The Oscars have always yeah. confused me in that. Well now they've
1: gotten better at it because I mean people saw Get Out, people saw Shaped Water, people saw Phantom Threat.
0: I love Phantom Thread. I say Phantom Threat is kinda of debatable. But yeah, I get what I, Oh yeah. my god. Well, well that's a different thing. Yeah, they've seen these movies now. Yeah. But, I'm, I in my mind, this is definitely one of the more iconic, but also, I think, for sure, one of the most quoted movies of all time. But the last decade? Yes. Or just in general, all time? I don't know about all of all time, but definitely of yeah. the last 15 to 20 yeah, years. Yeah, when, when this came out, yes, definitely. And there's so, I, I think that a lot of it has to do with this movie coming out right at the dawn of, like, the social media age, so, like, a lot of stuff in this movie became, quotes became, like, memes yeah, and different, different things, like, pictures you out, see online. I believe it came out
1: the same year, like, there's, I would mark the cut up as, like, before the Oscars mm-hmm. and after the Oscars, mm-hmm. it came out after the Oscars, so it will be available for the following year. Yeah. Uh, it came out the same year as, either before or after, um, There Will Be Blood. Oh yeah, because Nerobe no Blood Control. came out in 2007, Yeah. This movie came out in eight. Okay, so yeah. not not that far along after. Right. And along with um with No Country for Old Men. Yeah. Three very quotable movies. Oh hell yeah. Especially Nerobby Blood and Dark Knight. You know, it's milkshake and
0: pencil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen I've only seen Neroby Blood one time actually. It's, so so But I've seen The Dark Knight. And it's this is so obviously good. me being like a superhero and comic book nerd, but I've seen The Dark Knight. I think, actually, more than I've seen any other comic book-related movie. Oh, yeah? I've probably seen this movie upwards of a dozen times, I think. you got to watch other movies. There are other movies out there. Well I, mean to, well, I mean, I mean, in fairness, this movie came out ten years ago, so say I've seen this... Is this the movie you've watched for ten years? Well, I mean, say I watched <laughs> it once a year, that's ten times I've seen this movie. All right. That's fair. And it's on TV a lot. It is yeah, yeah, on TV. That. It's always on TNT for some reason. It's a very TNT movie. Yeah, I don't know why. It's like this and, like... Pulp Fiction is on TV,
1: and like uh, I saw Pulp Fiction broadcast on TBS one time. <laughs> I was like, "What the hell
0: is going on?" In between here? ads for the George
1: Lopez shows, they're playing Pulp Fiction. I don't know what was going
0: on. It was like a lot. It was like not even, not even five years ago. Yeah, you can, you can catch the, you can catch the Dark Knight on, on TBS right between Pulp Fiction <laughs> and Training Day. <laughs> Training is also a good movie. Also a good movie. It's good. Yeah. Hawk. Hawk. He should have been Batman. You sure? No. I'm okay, not. I just like him. <laughs> anyway, we're <I just> <laughs> already ten minutes everyone in. Everyone, minutes in, else, everyone I like should be bad. We're already
1: ten minutes in. and We haven't discussed the plot of this movie.
0: Well, I'd, I let's think say, at, at, just, plot. at oh, this they point know what they, know what they, they know what it is. They know what it is. If you haven't heard of the Dark Knight and if you haven't seen the He's Dark Knight, it's a great America, then right, what right, in, the hell, the, whole movie what for in you? the hell are you even doing on this podcast at this point? If you've gotten this far, you know what the plot of the Dark Knight is. It's the Joker. It's Two Face. It's no. Sal Maroney and all the game boxes and all that shit. You know what's happening. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, people putting people on giant fairies and asking each other who wants to die. and Random thugs with lazy eyes throwing the detonators oh, up the Oh, I window. have so many thoughts to say on just stuff. So, getting, just, just having this conversation. You know, we're just having a loose conversation about this. Kicking it off, Alex. What are you... What are some of your favorite, favorite quotes from this movie? What are they right here? Um, because I I've, I've got so many, and it's almost so many to the point where I was like, oh shit, I forgot all these were even in this movie. I thought they uh, were kind of more spread across the the Nolan films, but they're not. They're all the good lines are in this movie, pretty much.
1: I don't have a lot of lines. I have a lot of moments. So I'm just gonna tell you that. So, go ahead. We'll just we'll just um, where first, Anthony Michael Hall in this
0: great. Who is Anthony Michael He's Hall? He's a newscaster. The newscaster that is, has, yeah. is in this movie for, like, five seconds? He showed up, like, three times, but yeah. Okay. Yeah, from Breakfast Club, Anthony Michael Hall. No, I know Anthony Michael okay. Hall, but he's in this movie. He's and... the guy
1: who, you know when the Joker, the second time he has that little homemade
0: video? Yeah. That's Anthony Michael Hall, okay, the yeah, newscaster yeah, yeah. guy that he kidnaps? Yeah, you're like right. I, said, I yeah. forgot that he was in this movie more than that time, though. Yeah, he's, he also
1: interviews a guy who was trying to expose Bruce Wayne as Batman.
0: Oh, that's right. Yeah. That has another one of my favorite scenes is the first time that that guy approaches Lucius Fox. Oh, yeah. And he's like, he's like, I went through our numbers again. And between R&D and between your department, we're just, I mean, there's like government telecommunications and none of it makes sense. So I want $10 million every year.
1: He comes in to play ball.
0: Yeah. He he doesn't go like, oh, I I want a settlement. He goes, I want $10 million every Every fucking year year for the rest rest of my my life." life. And... Without, just totally calm, Morgan Freeman is like... I mean, this is Morgan Freeman 10 years ago, not currently Morgan Freeman. Yeah. This, this is a different story. Lucius Fox <laughs> story. in this movie said... So I'm just going to say Lucius Fox. That's fine. Is like... So, the man that you work for, one of the most influential and powerful men in the world, you yeah. think moonlights as a vigilante going out and beating people to a bloody pulp in the middle of the street with his bare hands, and your plan is to blackmail this person? And then they have, like, a, like a quick beat, and he goes, good luck. Yeah. <laughs> it's so There are good one-liners in here. This movie was just built. It was. It's just, like, a series of moments just to contain... Like, I feel like there's, like, the pay- like delivery, and... The pacing of these uh, dialogue scenes are purposely meant to be quotable. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's like it's like it's not the way that people actually talk, but it's
1: purposely it's meant. It's the size of a remember. tangerine, right? The <laughs> way he emphasizes tangerine, like that's the most important part a of this statement.
0: Um, none of that story still doesn't really make sense. A, to me. None, of, none of this movie makes real sense if you think about well, it. Like every time that I, every time I hear that story that Alfred's telling about catching. That gang lord that was... The warlord? Yeah, the warlord in Africa. With like, some blood diamonds and shit. Yeah, yeah. that's like... They're, they're looking for the blood diamonds and they can't find it and they find out that this guy has just been the, the tangerine. Oh, yeah. So, the size of a tangerine. Yeah, some kid was playing with a ruby the size of a tangerine and... The, but, like, later in the movie when they come back to it and he's like... We burned down the you? village. No, they, the they birth burned birth down the forest, the
1: forest. And I was like... What does
0: art? he work for? Like, this is real. That's like no, this know. is some real post-colonial shit where like the British government is going into how this, old is this man? It, like yeah, like what I mean like this is some like weird African occupation where yeah this like have been fighting Africa for a long this, time. This British guy is just going in with a local yeah. government and being like, oh, we can't find your warlord who's been terrorizing you. So you know how we're gonna fix that problem? We're gonna burn oh, down the your white you're gonna burn man. down the whole goddamn forest. The white man strikes again. Fucking Alfred.
1: Um, Jesus. I also wrote down. Uh, Gotham City looks a lot like Chicago. I wonder why. I wonder...
0: I wrote that, like... Sorry, I wrote it down sarcastically, so it could be read sarcastically, too. If you guys don't know, Alex and I, this, like, this podcast is recorded in Naperville, Illinois, which is, like, an hour, an hour, 45 minutes, depending on the traffic, away from Chicago... And so, like, I've lived in this area for my whole I've life. I've been to many of the spots they've shot at. Right, like, but that's right. what I mean is, that, like, I, we go to Chicago pretty often, and, like, I feel like whenever I go to Chicago with someone that either doesn't go very much or has never been there, every time that we walk by, like, the bank district right yeah. downtown, I'm like, do you remember that scene in The Dark Knight where, jo- where the Joker's like, "Do I do it, I want you to do it, and he's driving the uh, the, uh, yeah. the bat, uh, yeah, motorcycle the... towards him, mm-hmm. he's gonna run over, it. I'm like, that, that happened right here. That was right on the street, I, and every time I say that, people are blown away. They're so happy. I've crossed under many of these spots.
1: I've stood in these exact positions. It looks like they shot the bank scene. I know they probably didn't, but with the with the with the spirals and the, with the mm-hmm. support beams, yeah. it looks like it was shot at the station at Union Station. But I don't think it was. It just looks remarkably
0: like the Great Fall in Union Station. Whenever I think Chicago and movies, I think my one of my favorite movies of all time, which is the Blues Brothers
1: which is famously set in Chicago yeah, as well. Yeah, well, obviously.
0: Yeah, and I feel there's the scene at the very end of the Blues Brothers when they go to have to deliver to the bank the $15,000 or whatever that they mm-hmm. need to save the orphanage. And that that bank always reminds me a lot of that one. It always makes me wonder if it's actually the same one in Chicago. And I also feel like there's several like references to Chicago mm-hmm. in this similar to the Blues Brothers where when they're trekking down the Joker, like, right before that scene where he almost runs him over, mm-hmm. when they're all chasing him and he's got, like, a rocket launcher mm-hmm. trying to blow up the, the convoy with Harvey Dent in it. Yeah. There's a scene where Batman cuts through and drives yeah. right through, like, a mall. Oh, yeah, 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 and, yeah, yeah. and that reminded me of, the like, the famous scene in, in The Blues Brothers where they're just joyriding through the mall. He, go, he also ru- drives underneath the L, too. Yeah. Like, i I, a journalist. So I really, I really appreciate like how much they commit to. We're definitely it's almost in like we're there. It's almost like we can go visit. Right. Which, but then it pisses me off because in the Dark Knight Rises, it's Philadelphia, it's Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh,
1: which well, it pisses me off. Same time.
0: And, and like even like the first scene in there, you can definitely tell is Heinz Field, where the Pittsburgh Steelers play. Yeah, and like literally, I'm pretty sure. Either the guy is Heinz Ord, the former receiver for... the. I feel, like they, I feel like this is a safe time if it's dead. it's just, like, a guy that looks exactly like him. And you're like, oh, well, this is definitely Pittsburgh. And I'm like, why would I it... I think is? it was the actual team. Did it have
1: to be... Like, I wonder if there was you something... Could, honestly, I honestly think you could cut that whole scene out of that movie completely. You can literally
0: mm-hmm. cut that scene in half.
1: It's yeah. all that makes sense.
0: But, like... Isn't it, do you think there was like a scheduling thing or something to do with filming why they couldn't I think set the next one in Chicago? I think
1: because I, I don't remember where I read this but I read this somewhere Right. that Nolan said we filmed
0: every inch of Chicago. We can't really show you anymore. Yeah, but it's... I mean, and I, I mean that's just what I, I, I read. I guess that, that kind of makes sense if you want to like explore different parts of it but I feel like that I don't know. I feel like that was really the point of The Dark Knight Rises. Right? So, I know, but... I don't know. We'll get into that later obviously when we'll we talk uh, about that movie. I
1: also wrote down
0: The Line... If I can read it...
1: Oh, yeah. Not line Just a moment. Uh, Bruce's speech to Harvey when he's in the the party in Wind Tower is the worst acting of this
0: entire movie with the forced jokes. Are you talking about the one where... They're going to the, the benefit that the Bruce throws for Harvey. Yes, that one, at, at Wayne Tower. He's, right? he's giving the speeches about the, I believe, he has that terrible campaign slogan, yeah, I that believe. It. Exactly, is Harvey, that, that yeah. moment, that moment right there, that, that, those lines. Yeah, there. That, it's the worst piece of acting in this movie. movie. It's like, like the, bar, the that more one. I get to get, get to know him, I yes, believe yes. in Harvey. It's that like, he's so bad. forced.
1: And it's just, that line reading is so
0: bad. It's so bad. I guess you could, you oh can you could. I guess if you really wanted to jump through some logical hoops, you could say like, "That's Bruce. That's you know him putting on an act to yeah. be debonair Bruce yeah. Wayne." But I, it really doesn't excuse because he has better line delivery as Bruce exactly. Wayne anyway. So.
1: Exactly. And all of, most of Bruce Wayne's lines in this that aren't to Alfred or Rachel are lies, and that way, this that the scene we're now talking about is a lie and a joke. Yeah. To to Harvey and the whole crowd, why couldn't you deliver the same way you delivered?
0: The lie to, to other people. Sure. Do you remember in that scene when Bruce Wayne is going to... he? Well, he first he, he knocks out... He, like, chokes out Harvey and yeah. then, like, saves him, yeah. like, like hides him, and yeah. then he runs over so he could get into his bat suit and beat the shit out of people, but he runs over, and two people, like, yeah. obviously I, were fucking... boning. People like, are boning. No point, and they're like, what's going on? And then he... Oh, like, you got a panic room. He, he's like, oh, thank God, you have a panic room, and he just shuts the door behind him. Yeah, he, has, he gives like,
1: that, that look. The lady gives that look.
0: What? I'm like, did those people die? They, 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 they were, they, they could have possibly gotten out. It also makes me wonder, this is a note that I actually took when I was watching this is, so, during that scene, mm. when they have a the whole thing with, with, him and Rachel, you know, uh, drop her, very, very poor choice of words, he drops her out yes. the window, and then the whole Batman leaps out the window after to save her, uh-huh. the Joker and all of his henchmen are still in that Yeah, party. they're still up there, What, they what happens after that? Did they just, like, all right, guys, well, hope you have a good night. Tip your waitresses. That's a question. Waiter's waitresses. Like, I'll see you later. Good, good I feel like that's something
1: he would say. Yeah, it would, the character would say. In a cartoon, not in this. Like Mark Hamill. Yeah, Mark would Hamill say, would say that. But, tip your waiters and waitresses. I don't know. That's a good question. I mean, that's what he wanted to do.
0: I that's guess what, that's like, what, that
1: was his goal for that moment. He's like, we're done here. I yeah. guess. I'm out. And it makes sense for the Joker, I guess, because he isn't going to give a shit about no, anything. No, he has, he has, he says, you know, I don't have a plan but he kind of does have a plan, The plans just involve
0: minute things to do. Right. It reminds me of, there's... Like, oh, we did this? All right, we're done with this, let's go. I talk about Tom King a lot, because he's one of my favorite writers in comic books, and he writes Batman right now. And there was, I don't know if it was an interview or where he was talking about it, but he was talking about writing The Joker for the first time, Uh about how it really kind of fucks with you as a writer, because writing fiction and creating narratives is all about lining up your character's motivations and justifying their reasons for doing things. Yes. But the Joker's whole character is pretty much that he has zero motivation for anything at all. He could do whatever the fuck he wants. And I think the way that he put it or illustrated the point was that you could have a whole storyline of the Joker just killing shit tons of people trying to get to this specific bank to get like a specific, you know, diamond or something like that. Okay, and he could do that for five, like for like five issues. It could just be him executing this perfect plan, shooting people, you know, like orchestrating this entire effort to get to this point, mm-hmm. and then he could get to the diamond and just take a shit on it and walk out. <laughs> <laughs> it wouldn't matter <laughs> no at all.
1: <laughs> so would Bill for he could take a shit on, it? <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> because it's the Joker and that's just
1: what he yeah. does. He has a he. Ha- it's the it's the edge of it's not the destination. It's the journey to the destination. Um, I, I'm that's very right. evocative
0: the way you put that it's I mean like I kind of am I, am
1: I right on that yeah, yeah okay.
0: it is. I feel like the Joker in this movie definitely has plans though he has a plan he's a damn liar actually yes. which I think he makes is. sense I can sure tell, tell his, his plan
1: over everyone else's plan
0: <laughs> right it's a good plan I don't it's know fucking Bane's plan I don't know fucking Liam Neeson's plan I know this plan it's a better plan than literally anybody in all three of these movies have oh yeah Just to turn the, people against each other
1: exactly because that kind of goes into the, the idea that there's a movie called Heat. Very famous movie. Very famous really? movie. Um, I realize that Dark Knight and Heat are pretty much the same movie. Really? They're the same movie. Can you movie. explain? The whole point mean? of Heat, and I think, is that the cops and the criminals, they're not that different from each other.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: They each have a set of rules that they're trying to follow and to get their goal. That is
0: this movie also. Right. Like Batman and Joker are the same. And the cops and the criminals are Yeah, perfect. they're all the same. Because it only... Yeah, because like... Really, for the Joker to get anything done in this movie means that he has to just give a little push exactly. to people that are supposed to be the good guys, whether exactly. it be the cops or journalists or detectives or whatever. He just has to give them a little bit and then they immediately turn their back on, yeah. on everything that's supposed they're to be.
1: The same. They're the same side. They're two sides of the same coin. Yeah, no yeah. pun intended. No pun, yeah, no pun intended. Of course. And in Heat, it's the same way. Mm-hmm. There's a scene in and, and, and Heat where... De Niro and Al Pacino are I think they're like a, they're not like a diner but not like a fancy restaurant, like just a regular restaurant. Right. And an it's just Not really an army, but you know what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Um, and all it is is just a conversation between the two of them. Between the criminal De Niro and the cop Al Pacino. And it's just them basically squaring off against each other, just talking about, you know, you're not much different than me. Oh yeah, I'm not different than you. Yeah, so like that. <laughs> it's that. And that's what that's pretty much also what this interrogation scene with Batman and the Joker is the right. same thing except you know they're not really eating one's kind of beating the other one up any information but they're yeah. squaring off against each other
0: because they're equals and it's kind of the same thing at the end of this movie with when the Joker is dressed up in the in the nurse outfit talking to Harvey during that yes scene. exactly because the Joker is pretty much trying to say to Harvey I understand that you also think that these Fake morality that everybody else, those false faces that everybody else puts on, are total bullshit. Like you said, the cops and the criminals are the same thing. You can tell me that you know the police are going to do their job and that they're the good guys and that we're the bad guys, but in the end, everyone's just off of themselves. If you give anybody a push, they could be just like me. Exactly. And he's saying, who gives a shit? Just do whatever you want. And then Harvey's whole thing is that the only thing that's fair in a unjust world is total chance. Yeah. You know? He's on Netflix, too. Watch it on Netflix. It's a shameless I'm point. sure For sure. a very
1: famous movie that does not need i I'm sure, I'm sure. I think it's Netflix. So Netflix I mean, or Amazon. You take Google and they'll find it. I'm yeah, there we go. figure it out.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. Anyway, so people, anything you want to say about
0: this? Because I have... I mean, plenty, I've I'm got sure. plenty to say. Okay, you sure? start because I'll was, I was talk with you. So I take a lot of notes. The first ten minutes of this movie... Okay. And like we mentioned, this is a long-ass movie. This, this is a two and a half two hours. Long. Two and a half hour. And honestly, it's... A way I did not even finished it today. It's a way more digestible and succinct two and a half hours than any other of these Batman movies that he made. Yes. The Dark Knight Rises and Batman Begins have way more pacing issues than this does. Oh, it's, you think? This you one? Think? This show is just—it's just long, and you—you you can. But this one is long in the way
1: that the plot is always moving forward. Right. There's a scene. You can the,
0: disparage it for being long, but that's really all you can say is that it's long. It's yeah. not it doesn't burn in the film it doesn't
1: there's no there's no there's no stall like in Fargo there's a stall with Mike Yamagita or Yamagita or whatever it is that scene that's no bearing on the fly but like could cut out completely which, We're just, wait, which scene in Fargo it's like you're a super lady oh you're yeah. such a super lady <laughs> that scene
0: you cut that scene out completely
1: yeah and the movie would still be fine right
0: I think the only that that Doc's
1: movie dead. Right, because you'd... But so this does not have that.
0: You would think that, like, oh, maybe we could cut out the scene, like, with the guy that's trying to blackmail Bruce Wayne, but oh, then no. that comes back again. That pushes the, the plot the forward. That pushes the plot forward once again, because... That pushes but, it for Lucius forward. Well, and, and for the whole city, because it's, it's another point that the Joker can make about how, you oh, know, yeah. when the chips are down, these civilized people are going to yeah. eat each other, because they do. They immediately want to murder this fucking guy. Which, in fairness... They're probably oh, I, mean, right. I wanted to hit that guy. In the face. Yeah, he's got a very punchable face. He does. Anyway, what about the opening? The first ten minutes of this movie. So the first two scenes are just about perfect cinema. They're mesmerizing and thrilling as all hell because it's it's the the opening scene of the Joker, the bank heist. Yes. And then the first scene with Batman with the I'm not wearing hockey pants. That that oh, scene. We're... Cillian Murphy just shows up. Yeah, where you tie, uh, you t- where you realize that they didn't tie up all the loose ends yeah. in the last movie, so we have to do it in the first. That's not my diagnosis. Yeah, I actually think that's a really good scene for Scarecrow because. Oh yeah, it is. It kind it of is. shows that that like that vigilanteism and what Batman did in the last movie inadvertently really helped Scarecrow because he took the entire mob off the streets. Yeah. And he's like, okay, well, then now you guys have no one else to sell to but me. So the mob has to work with two, with uh, Scarecrow now.
1: Yeah, I want to talk about the, the bank robbery really quickly. Yeah, please, because really that's, real, that's really what I want. Really wanted. quickly. Um, the bank, the manager of the bank, or whatever, whoever runs the bank, mm-hmm. is in Blades of Glory. He is. I he love this. And way. he goes, you know, he's a guy who's John Heater's adopted, adoptive father. Yeah. And, just, <laughs> and after we were John Heater, what he, happened to John Heater? Is it Henry Heater? I don't know. Who cares? What happened to him? I have no idea. I
0: know um, when he thought he was going to be a star. Yeah, but, it didn't happen. Yeah. But, um, Shout out to John. Heder. When when John Heater gets banned from
1: ice, singles men's yeah. you know, ice skating, William Finisher who is the actor's name, is sitting in the back of the him. He's like, forever. That's a long time. <laughs> <laughs> and now I, every time I watch this movie, I think <laughs> I think that one scene because that's that's all that's all. It's pretty much all his role in, in *Blitzkrieg*. And he's also in *Mom*, which is actually not a bad show. I like that show. Alfonso is <laughs> the, the National Treasure. Speaking
0: of uh, ice skating, right?
1: Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> the,
0: the first this bank heist is so fucking good. It is. It is really good. And like from the. The execution of, I mean, no pun intended, execution of the Joker's thugs killing each other to get one less share on the the robbery. Oh yeah,
1: he doesn't even care at the end.
0: No, a kid which I, I was thinking about that. I've seen, like I said, I've seen it be like ten times. And I was like, did they invent that concept, or have we seen that bank robbery? No, of the of the different criminals in the heist killing each other throughout it to get a I bigger share. Like it should. Should have been done, right? It because makes so much sense that you feel like it should have happened in a yeah. lot more movies. I feel like it has. Because if it hasn't, it, then fucking shout out to Jonathan Nolan because that's a brilliant idea. But I, like John or Chris? Do you think? Yeah. Do you think? Do you think I Chris think, or John? I, I typically give the best writing credit to John because I think that he's that's better. better. That makes sense. Yeah. Mostly because I love Westworld. Okay. But anyway, I, I yeah. It seems like it should. I should have seen this before, but I don't think I have. So either this is what I've watched. So I mean at least it's played off as original in this, which is good. Yeah. So it, I like the masks they wear. Those masks are really well designed. Yeah, the masks They look
1: like like they look like sad clowns at the point. But they look very much like DIY, like
0: they've made yeah, it themselves.
1: That too. And it's not like I'm trying to find the word here. Very um there's a theater term called um like, Comedia Del Arte, which is, like, this very, this, um, brr, uh, like,
0: not kabuki, but Yeah, I, I know, you know what I'm talking know. about. Like, when you think of theater, like, the icon for it, the yes. masks that yes. they use. Yes, that's yeah. what it is. that's what it is. Yeah, I know In what, what, what you're talking like, about. Red nose and kind of frowny face. Right, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I, I think, most of us what are talking about. I couldn't, I couldn't think of,
1: you know, hey, theater nerds, let me know, correct me, please. <laughs> I will love you, correct me. I yeah.
0: actually would, I'm not joking. I actually, actually want to know if they're right or not. It's also just really small cinematic things that the have in this movie. Like the, like the little like touch that they have where the first person that they show in this movie, really, mm-hmm. or one of the first, is the Joker, with like the, but they build to the actual reveal of him, but it's him yeah. standing on the street and then getting in the van to go a there. a great shot. Right. Alone. Mm-hmm. It's, the camera is positioned in such a way, it's like, who is this guy?
1: because well, you, you, he's standing in a way like you can see a city. Yeah. You know that
0: he's in the middle of something, something very public. And the the, the direction and the different shots of the city in this are gorgeous. And Oh, yeah. I think Fair. that one of my favorite things about Christopher Nolan's work on this movie specifically, yeah. and probably the only thing that I actually took note of, is, and I don't even know if this is really Nolan or if this is the editors and stuff, but the contrast in editing, the way that it's spliced up, where he likes to... He likes to cut it at like heavy action, and then go immediately to like a wide vista and a really wide, quiet shot to set up contrast between like okay. stark, okay. intimate violence and then wide open shots. Okay. So there's a lot of them where like the scene where I think specifically this happens—it happens, it happens in a lot in this movie—but where, say, uh, in the interrogation scene with, with the Batman and the Joker or something like that. Okay. So Batman throws one of the final punches. Knocks it out and then it cuts over to the, the uh, like going across the, a cityscape and then they pan into where Harvey Dent and uh okay, okay. All right. yeah, or like they do it similar to when they're going into Hong Kong. There's an action scene with I forget who, but someone gets punched and then it's like a really wide shot of Flying yeah. into a City. Yeah, it just makes for really good contrast. He kind of does that also with um with Dunkirk too. Oh, right. I haven't like, seen Dunkirk. It's. Not, I wouldn't call it a movie. It, I mean, it, obviously the movie
1: it exists as yeah, a yeah, movie, yeah. but I would call it a tone poem. A tone poem. Wow. Yeah. T- I'm very artsy today, aren't I? I was gonna say um, that. That sounds very artful. I like yes, you to explain it because a tone, poem, that a tone artful. poem doesn't have to is a poem. It doesn't have to rhyme. It can be whatever length it wants. The lines can be varying l- lines, various lengths. The line, various various <laughs> lengths. Um, and it's just. Mostly just supposed to set a mood for you. Mm-hmm. Um, it's supposed to if you're if you're if you're reading a tone poem about like the winter time, it would make you feel like you're at winter time. It would make right. you feel this. It would be not so much stream of conscious, but it would make you feel like you were there. And that's what Duncan not It does. Focuses
0: less on structure. Yes. it Does yes. on emotion. Yeah, or...
1: more mood and emotion. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's what a tone poem is. Yeah. I know I'm, I'm, I'm sure I'm right. I'm, I'm 95% sure I'm right. If but, they want to cut honestly, that along with the that the the, the, phrasing, not, is, the phrasing is there. The title might not be right. People well, know what you mean. Yeah, that's they know what I mean. But have, it's good. They it's they a. It's a good film. It's short.
0: Compared mm-hmm. to this,
1: it's like Dunkirk is maybe like 95 minutes. Oh, well, good for you, Chris. Good for you, raining it in. It's it's not long at all, but goddamn, is it good.
0: It's oh, good. It's very good. It's good. But that's how I love the I just want to point that out. Yeah, everything, especially I think that going back to the first scenes with The Heist, uh-huh. it really sets a great precedent with the music in this, which I feel like is also really influential in and I kind of, just the way that it constantly pounds Oh, forward. yeah, yeah. With, I guess it, it is kind of the Dark Knight theme music mm-hmm. that they constantly play throughout Do you throughout know what, pon- can, you, pounds. can you point out the instrument?
1: Can you, can you point out the instrument? Because I, I can't. Even though I'm a shitty musician, I can,
0: I can't point out the instrument. Yeah, I, I mean, I... I is assume, there a drum? I think it that it's... It sounds like think, a drum. I would think that it's actually more of like a, like a large horn section or something like that. Okay. okay. I, I couldn't tell you for sure. I'm not a composer. I, I quit band in seventh grade because I wanted <laughs> a homeroom, to be honest, and because my band director was an asshole. But, but I, I digress. Was it... it did the music for this one too, right? He did. Okay. And he does a tremendous show, but it sets a great precedent for moving the action via things besides visuals. Yeah. whether it be editing, whether it be dialogue and music, in this case, is yes. very, very well done. And there's just so many. I was thinking about this too of Heath Ledger's performance in general. Okay. We could talk a lot about this, but within just the first scene, this where at the very end of it when uh, they do the whole I'm supposed to kill the bus driver and the bus breaks through. How did the bus break through? I have no idea. It had been going really fast and it was a really crowded intersection. Yeah, but the bus there was goes travel. backwards. So I have no idea how they did that. No, not a clue. How would a bus... Because he basically just drives right through it. I assume that he just, went through like a doorway so it was more But he's going backwards. Well, I assume they backed up through glass. But then he goes through the same hole and it's the middle of the street. Well, I mean, there could have been an open entrance there. Alright. I, I, mean, I don't know That's fine. Who am right. I to? Whatever. Keep going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, Listen, I'm not here to justify any other like decisions. Like... That's good enough, <laughs> but so they do the whole bus thing. The bus breaks through somehow, and when the he's kind of like they're toying with each other because he's pointing the gun at Heath Ledger, yeah, and Heath Ledger's moving around trying to get the guy in position to be hit by the car, the bus yeah. when it breaks through, uh-huh. and he's doing these like weird uh, head I mean, motions. Yeah, I'll, I'll tell you that when you're done with your stuff. And these like subtle head movements uh-huh. that. Aren't really. Um, There's they're noticeable, but they're subtle enough to where it just says a lot about his acting ability in this movie and in his performance. And he does a lot of them where it's just subtle facial ticks or different movements that he has just on his face that are so impressive. Yeah. Um, I was reading up on this while before while I
1: was watching it because I watch these movies with the audio on because I've seen this before. Mm-hmm. Um, he based it on like. How a hyena would move. Yeah. Hyenas. I'm gonna. I'm doing something physical right now, so I want you to describe what I'm doing okay. as I'm doing it. I like A this.
0: hyena. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, audio. If, you
1: if you've seen, if you seen a picture of a hyena. Picture I'm, a hyena.
0: Close your eyes. Okay. Unless you're driving. Okay. Picture, picture, a picture the lion king.
1: Picture the hyenas and the lion king. Picture how they look. Mm-hmm. They're hunched over. Their heads are always moving in some way, because they're not quite dogs, but they're not quite cats either. That's how you describe a hyena. Um, they're kind of, the hyenas have always walked almost like, they're kind of like swaying a little bit with their heads always kind of going like that. He's always, he, Joker is always hunched over a little bit, and his head is always moving in some
0: way, shape, or form. I'm still thinking about the, they're not quite dogs, they're not they're quite cats yes. kind or of anything, and I was like, I guess. So that's I what he, that's, what, right. that's what he guess. kind of, yeah, that's what that's what I read, <laughs> that he kind
1: of based it on the movement based off a of hyena. That's
0: interesting. Um, whenever I hear anything like that from an actor where it's like I base it off an animal or some really primal yeah, thing makes sense. half of me is always like that sounds like a bullshit thing that you made up for press junkets but if they're good enough I yes. give them well, uh, I allow them the credence of it so there was there's a
1: movie I think it's Roshan. I think it is um, a movie I've actually seen yes yeah, so we've both seen the movie I, mean, I, don't, think nice. it, I don't think it's good I'm not reporting to the story throwing blood better um, um, the lead actor who I'm forgetting the name um, his character, he said he based on, like, a snake. Because, in his story, rush was totally through three, four different viewpoints. Um, a snake would kind of just, like, kind of move slowly before attacking. Oh, okay. Which, that was that character. His, his character was a criminal, so he had to move mm. slowly and lurking and
0: then attack. It reminds me of, like, a, a book dedication, where, like, an actor would be like... My performance is dedicated to all of the snakes. <laughs> My okay. performance is... I dedicate this actual, to snakes. Like an actual play, but we'll have it dedicated to whatever... Yeah, dedicated to face. snakes.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, also, speaking of this Joker, because while we're on this topic, yeah, I looked up who would be... Who would... Like, who wanted the part, you know, because when this was announced, there was oh, who's going to be the Joker, etc., etc.? And they cast Pretty Boy over there. Yeah, they were like, oh,
0: 10 Things I Hate About You, Fuck Which guy is a guy. fine movie. It's a pretty good movie. It's fine. I like it. Um, But anyway. also, fucking uh, what's it called? Um, mountain Dog. Him bro, and bro, Jake Jones. I'm going to get back to that. I don't that. know why I forget about keep, it. Keep that also a
1: great movie. I'm going to keep that in your head. I'm going to get to it eventually. Okay, keep it in my head. Keep um, that in my head. The people who said they wanted the role, mm-hmm. Paul Bettany. Fine actor. Fine. Adrian Brody. Good actor. Love Adrian bro. He's great. I would love to see that. His big nose. He was like, probably doing the uh, Darjeeling Limited around this time. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Which is also a good movie. Yeah, I like it a lot. Underrated uh, for what It Wilson. is. It's my favorite Wes Anderson. Second favorite. Second that favorite. makes sense for some Second, favorite. Favorite. Second favorite. Second favorite. Behind fox. Fantastic
1: Beasts. Yep. Yeah. Uh Steve Carell, which I would love to see. Wow. Yeah. What? Steve,
0: Actually, Carell, yes.
1: I, Steve Carell is a great dramatic actor. He a fox so catcher. Good. Boxcatcher, Little Miss Sunshine, Love Little Miss Sunshine, other movies, yeah, other films he's appeared in. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's really good.
0: Um, and Robin Williams. God damn it! That's that's really one of but the great what ifs of cinema yes, history. it he was awesome Robin, to be Williams. Robin Williams.
1: He was supposed to be the Joker also in the uh, Keaton one too. Yeah,
0: that's that's really a great cinematic what if yes. moment. Is yes. If Robin Williams would have gotten a shot, at that, that would he, be. He would have be been a good. live action Mark Hamill. I think. But would that work, though? I think so. you think
1: that would work? I, he's too good not would it? to it. Would he play it, like, a, like one of his, like, his, uh, like, Birdcage, where he's comedic? You know, he's obviously the straight guy in Birdcage, but he's right. still funny. Or would he play it, like, something like One Hour Photo, where he's a
0: fucking psychopath? I think it, it I mean, it would obviously have to be both. Okay. But I would like for his Joker to be a little more scary and a little less slapstick, you know? Okay. Okay. I don't want him to do whatever the fuck it was. You don't want Morgan Mindy. You want... Yes. Like, I don't I don't want Jim Carrey, Riddler, and... It, obviously, it would depend <laughs> on the, who is writing it and who is making yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. But I... God, that's that's really something that is lost to cinema history that you're like... Dude, oh, all these really four people I mentioned have been great.
1: You're the one. It Except makes, for Paul Bettany. Ma- I don't really pull
0: that Bettany that much. It makes you want really uh, kind of wants the DC Cinematic Universe that we talked about before where it's just like they do one-off movies. Yeah. Where you can get all these people and you can yeah. have all these different takes on the character. so we can... It doesn't have to... They don't have to portray it more than once. They can make a weird... Uh, you know... Uh, they can make a period piece if they want to, whatever. Yeah. But yeah, I, I would... God, I would still love to see all those actors play it. Obviously, R.I.P. Robert Williams. Um,
1: also, the, the costume designer for this mm-hmm. also... I mean it's not Wikipedia, it just looks like Wikipedia. <laughs> That's all they did. Mostly. I'm taking the word for it, Wikipedia's word on this. Um, the look of the Joker, obviously there was a, there was a comic book called Joker, which is kind of Yes, hilarious.
0: by Brian Azzarello and Some other dude. God, I know this. Lieber Mayhouse.
1: Okay. Um, one of my favorite comic that, that is clearly an influence on the Joker look in here. Clearly.
0: I'm actually not sure which one came Okay, first, either way. One yes. influence the other
1: or vice versa. You're right. Um the, the costume designers said the look was inspired by Iggy Pop, okay, you know, old lettery sea turtle of a man. Um, Johnny Rotten, from Sex Pistols. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. And Sid Vicious, also from Sex Pistols. Huh,
0: so he's Fish a Vicious. very punk rock yes, inspiration. Yes, very,
1: very punk rock, which is fine. I mean, punk rock. Punk rock, yeah, for I'm sure. I'm so punk rock, I didn't wear my retainer last night. Boom. Bye, well. <laughs> um, Yeah, I mean, they First off, I want to see Robin Williams dressed as Johnny Ron. That'd be great. <laughs> Adrian Brody shirtless like Iggy Pop. Great. Like, just doing, like, this weird, like, belly roll
0: that dedicated, Iggy Pop kind of does. Dedicated to a snake, Iggy Pop. Yeah. Yes. My friend saw Iggy Pop in concert one time. Did he, he just, jump off of, like, a huge No, because this was, like, last year. Iggy Pop's, like, 60-something. Well, he only stopped doing that a couple years ago because he jumped off a giant platform and broke his leg. Holy shit. Anyway, no, it's not that. Yeah. Um,
1: his, they were maybe... They weren't quite in the mezzanine, but they weren't quite in the orchestra either. They're like in the middle park those two things. He's mm-hmm. like, it's like it was like watching an old sea turtle on stage, like a like a suitcase. <laughs> like an old leathery suitcase sea turtle. Just on stage dancing and gyrating. That's, and I'm like that is hilarious. Thank I mean, you
0: for that image. That's kind of how I felt seeing the Rolling Stones a couple years ago. That's kind of what Mick Jagger and Keith Richards I were really about. hope my David Byrne concert is not that. <laughs> I really don't. Know. But you a uh, Mick Jagger. It's weird because he's still he's like seventy five, but he's still like kind of sexy. Yeah, you, I and mean, you're like, every, should me- every should member, every feel like that. Every member should he be that sexy. hot? Keith Richards is just a that walking man, syringe at this that point. That man will outlive us all. Oh, I guarantee that. He's a shriveled cigarette of a man. He is
1: a raisin with a with a headband. <laughs> yeah. God, How I, that I that love comparing people to food. One time called a uh, Newt Gingrich mashed potatoes. In a soup. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck that man. <laughs> Fuck that man. Uh, yeah. Uh, have you heard Pat Oswalt's Joker theory? No, I haven't. No. He. I think it was on his Facebook page where he said something along the lines of, "I have this theory that the Joker is a Iraq war veteran." Oh, you know what? To, I have. Yeah, he kind of goes into like you know he's using Rottweilers which is they use Rottweilers I don't want to say in Guantanamo, but mm-hmm. but they were torturing. Prisoners, they used Rottweilers to scare them. They were right. machine guns. He's very good at machine guns. Soldier.
0: Right. Um, Other things. I not read the whole thing. It's very long. But you can find it online. I find right. those things super interesting, but in that way, it's just... I don't know. For some reason, it like, rubs me the wrong way a little bit, where I'm like, does it really have to be that deep, you know? Does it have to be that like conspiracy theory hey, or shit? Yeah, but There's, there's something no. about connecting it to like, a war veteran where you're like, I mean, that kind of makes sense. It makes sense, but right? it's still like, I don't know if I want to make that connection, really, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's Pat and it's, so you kind of
1: have to... Right. It's comedy. It's, it's comedy, but he's also a huge nerd, too. It's true. So you kind of have to think, oh, this guy kind of knows what he's talking about in It way. is
0: fascinating. Uh, yeah. There's
1: a lot of really good theories about yeah. these
0: movies. Um, Which, you know, one of the more, like, iconic <laughs> internet images of this movie, and like, GIFs, is the Joker in the MC, the major crimes unit of the MCU, which is weird because we always think of Marvel Cinematic Universe now. But he's in the same movie. Year, same year Iron Man came out. Absolutely. Came this out. is a way better movie. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about it. Iron Man is great too. But, of the, when they announce, when the mayor announces that Jim Gordon is going to be the commissioner and oh. everyone starts clapping and they pan over and the Joker is doing his, his oh, little yeah. seal clap. The seal clap. The seal clap. <laughs> <laughs> clap. Not picture of Seal. Yeah, Now picture, not the singer. But <laughs> the picture of Seal as the Joker now. I hate you. So, I, hate you, so, I, hate you. <laughs> I hate you. But that literally that that image, yeah. that scene's literally yeah. like one second. It's
1: like not a second. It's not. I'm. I wouldn't say one. Probably like not. It's less than
0: ten seconds. Right. But I it think also can, it also
1: starts right before the cut.
0: But I mean, like the actual showing the Joker. Oh yeah, and him show physically like showing him Yeah, it's not that long. But if the clapping starts mm-hmm. before they cut to the him, but it's it's such good filmmaking. Right. You can't obviously like, everyone's clapping, so you can't tell where the focal, like where the origin of it. But when they pan over, yeah. he's clapping. It, it's so freaky and, and cool. Which uh, yeah, everything is. Um, fun. I want to say something else about Brielle was. Uh,
1: we didn't hit upon Maggie John Hall taking over for
0: Katie Holmes. Oh yeah, did she's it? better. Yeah, she's for sure better. She's way more believable. Thank you. She's she's still really badass, and she stands up to the Joker in this movie in a way that literally nobody else does at that, yeah. that dinner scene that we were talking about at the Harvey Dent yeah, fundraiser, yeah, yeah, yeah. where she's just like, we don't have to be afraid of you, go fuck yourself, and he does the well, whole thing she,
1: she also has the appeal that you've known this person too. Mm-hmm. Katie Holmes, also, she's just like the right age, too. Katie Holmes looks like an actress. Exactly, that's right, yeah. She looks, that's a good way of putting it, she looks... Like, I don't really know Katie Holmes. You yeah, know, yeah, yeah. Like, I've seen her in a movie, but I have never yeah, seen like her on I, the street. I, like, I, like, I, I, like, I feel like if I was walking down New York or
0: L.A. or whatever, I would run into Maggie John probably something. Or, like, even if, like, you, like, you got a lawyer and you came into your law office and it was Maggie John Hunt, you'd be like, oh, yeah, that's my lawyer. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I, get, um, I also wrote down, speaking of lawyers, Harvey and Rachel Bone at some point in this movie, probably. Oh, for sure. Oh, that's all I, wrote. I Literally, that's all I wrote. They definitely do. I do want to talk more about Aaron Eckhart in this movie. Okay. As Harvey Dent. I actually think, I mean, obviously, the most well-known, the most beloved character and actor in this movie is Heath Ledger as a joker, which, I mean, for good reason. And you get the whole post-humanist thing. That also has a lot to do with it. Yeah. He is amazing. But I also think that Aaron Eckhart might be the best actor in this movie. Because I think that he's actually phenomenal. He is good at this, but he Maybe it's just I'm a fan of Aaron Eckhart in general. Okay, I think he's he great. I love Thank You for Smoking. Oh, I was, just, I was literally just. Gonna I it. love that movie. And it's that's such all a good movie. But it's I, so funny. But his character is probably the most nuanced in this entire movie. It is. He has to
1: stand a certain way that he's lit on only one side of his face. Yeah. Like even the the scene, the the conference. Where that's not the one that Batman is there, but the one Nick Batman is watching on the screen. Yeah, um, he's lit only on the right side of his face. Like if mm. I'm if I'm him, I'm being only really lit on the mm. right side of my face. That way, the left side of my face
0: is in shadow. Mm-hmm. There's plenty of foreshadowing. There is and, a and in a lot I mean, besides the literal coin that he takes around and him talking about chance and luck and stuff, but. He has, in this movie, both plays the leading man for a significant portion of it, as well as yes. the villain for the last third of it, which is all, it shows just how much range that he has to pull off in this. Yeah,
1: he has to also act with the, with I don't want to say motion capture, it wasn't really that big. It was motion capture. It was motion capture, yeah. just on the side and of It was his like face. computer graphics. Yeah, like on the side of his face, and not have it be cartoony. Right. Because if, if I were doing this, mm-hmm. if I was him... Um. Obviously, if I was just doing it and no one really directed me on how to do things, mm-hmm. I would have water. I would make like a slurping sound in I some would, way. Yeah, know, yeah, yeah. Like I'm like, like, right. Like that. There was none of that shit in here. <laughs> yeah, you Good. Right. Good thing.
0: You think about directing this movie. But, like. Also, he has to have the gravitas and have the. The yeah, like have, have the gravitas. He has to be believable to the point where, like, when what I'm saying is, he has to have like the same amount of grit and tenacity and gravitas that Batman has to have. Yeah. So when they're at the press conference and he says, "I'm Batman," and he takes the fall, you have to believe, him. You have to believe him. Yeah. And he sells it. Where you're <laughs> like, oh yeah, I can. I, yeah. He, if anybody else besides Bruce. I mean, if, I
1: mean, physically it wouldn't really work because Aaron Eckhart has a very... The butt chin. The butt chin. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Maybe someone. if Ben Africa was Batman in this movie, you'd believe Yeah, yeah. Because they've got similar chins. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a guy who stands right in front of Bruce Wayne during that scene mm-hmm. where he just kind of just like, people are like, yeah! he he's like, yeah! <laughs> yeah like, he kind of was mouthing sure. along to what was going on. Sure, yeah. yeah. And it was the fun... That was, that's <laughs> the funniest part of this movie. is a guy just like, yeah! There's not nodding along mouthing with is so funny. <laughs> Oh, scene, you know that seems a barrel of laughs. Yeah, like, no more dead cops, but
0: <laughs> no more dead cops with a stick. That reminds me. Of, that's like a straight up Batman the animated series moment. It would be, yeah. but so you know, with the one of the first scenes in the cart where they are at the the court case uh-huh. when they're charging ever or not when they're charging everybody, but the first one where they have the gangster on the stand and Sal Moroni's being tried. It's actually a great smoke screen where in a in a lesser Batman movie they would have just um they would have made him two faced right then because in the comic books He throws acid in, his in face. Batman where it happens in Batman along Halloween by Jeff Loeb and Tim Sale, which is one of the best Batman comics ever written, by the way, if you've ever read it. It's fantastic. And in that scene it is him in the courtroom, gets the acid thrown in his face. Yeah. So it's a great smoke screen where you think maybe they're gonna do it here. It kind of they also
1: do it in a way that seems realistic too, because mm. you know, two faces literally just right down the middle, right. and the know, like realistically that guy make it work. Would them have burn.
0: had to be fucking accurate. It would have had yeah. to be Captain Boomerang throwing that ass exactly, and this, he just kind of burned right on the side of his face because he was laying down on the side of his face. Right, you know what that makes? Sense. Speaking of Robin Williams, that is, uh, is it is it in Jumanji or there's a point where he's like drowning or he's kind of laying on the side of his face. Oh, it is he's like sinking through the floor in Jumanji? Do you? Remember, uh, Robin I know what you're talking about. but that's, keep what going. I, that's what I kept thinking of when he was like blubbering, trying to talk to Rachel while he was on the ground. Is that's that a scene in Jumanji? Or or Wait anyway. There's a scene in Jumanji where Robert Williams. Someone, is yeah, s- I know. Someone gets sunk in something. Is doing similar things, and that's what I don't know. That's you brought up Robin Williams. I had to tie it back. But anyway. Okay. Um, so. I thought that that was a really good moment. It's just a diversion where you think that's going to happen. And he also has a really good, like, not incredibly quotable or super iconic, but it's a good, like, getting the theater, like, you could see people clapping in a movie theater when he says it, where he, (laughs) when they pull the gun on him, and he (sighs) he punches him in the face and he takes away, and he's like, he says something, 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 if you want to kill a public servant, I recommend you buy America. I wrote it down, too. I love that line. Totally that ironically. Line. I hate that line so much. But, like, like, if bad. you were a district attorney in a city like Chicago, that would get the court on your side. It would, but that's a stupid line. I think it's a fun line. I think it's dumb. Which I'm I just s- easily pleased.
1: I saw this movie, opening day, back in 2008, mm-hmm. the same year Tropic Thunder came out. My parents walked out of Tropic Thunder. Okay, anyway, not the point of this movie. point of this statement, but I do they like They did Tropic not th- know what they were getting into. I do like Tropic Thunder. I saw a movie twice in theaters. Anyway, I saw this movie, the movie we're talking about currently, in theaters opening day. Because there's a theater, the Hollywood Palm Cinema, or whatever it was back then, Boulevard, whatever it is, they had it, um, like an event, in a way. Yeah. Um, and the, the, the news event, I was on the news. Um, like in a crowd. Um, and then you watch the movie, and whatever, you got like a free little bag of popcorn. You just had to pay for a ticket. Um, the scene where uh batman is coming out of the the tumbler thing
0: yeah and goes onto the motorcycle where the motorcycle so the batmobile gets completely demolished yes, that it one gets totaled and then it's the wheel starts spinning and he flies yes, up. that scene
1: that scene right there the fucking audience started clapping and i was like i was uh 13 14 right I was like, what the hell is going on with this audience? <laughs> I said, not say i in a movie, and it would be rude.
0: Um, but, like, I hate it when people do that. But it's also, like, out of any scene to do that in this movie, that's kind of a weird choice. Exactly. Exactly. I still like people clapping movies in general. You're right, but it's not, like, climactic. or No, it's just coming out of weird. a car. Yeah. You're like, look at him, the Batman's still alive. Woo! Yeah. And like, uh, like, yeah, this is when you call The Dark Knight. Just,
1: oh, my God. First off, why would you clap on a movie? I'm just saying that this really quick rant about this. Please, go ahead. The floor is yours. If you're, if,
0: Take the, the if, you're at, if
1: you're, watching a play, that's different. That's happening literally right in front of you. People are doing something literally right in front of you. You can see them. You can go up and touch them at a play. I wouldn't recommend doing that because you're going to interrupt the
0: performance, but you can go up and touch but that's, them. That's something you shouldn't do at a play. Probably don't do it in a movie either, but there's just yeah. there's not going to be anyone that you can touch. Exactly. They're, they're, there's a physical
1: thing. Real life Mm -hmm. happening right in front of you at a play. A movie, unless you were there, filming it,
0: is not happening right in front of you. Do not fucking clap. Okay? They're not gonna hear you. Alright, your 30 seconds is done. We appreciate your candor. Uh, We appreciate your your rant. Alright, okay. Anyway, Uh, that
1: also brings up a point about... um, This movie is we re- always call like real the realistic in a way.
0: Right.
1: Yeah. But also Zack Snyder ones are also called realistic in a way. These but are more gritty. Because right? because um this this is Gotham City and although they obviously I saw a chase bank in this in this movie. Mm-hmm. That's a real thing. Um That's how you know it's the I have Chase Bank. Um, and you're like that's me. And you start no, a theater. I, I've seen that. I have that Chase Bank. It's <laughs> um,
0: a, a great time. If you're gonna, if you're gonna clap at a movie, clap at a Chase Bank. Little, Chase, not a sponsor for this the, podcast. Uh, uh, this deals with
1: realistic emotions, realistic feelings, realistic. Like it makes it an actual person.
0: So you're saying it's not like if I'm fighting a guy and. He has his mom has the same name. No, that's not quite what I'm saying. That's not quite what I'm
1: saying. I'm saying the Zack Snyder ones put it in the real world. You know what I mean? Because in Man of Steel, he falls through an IHOP. There's a real thing. Yeah, it makes it exists in the world that is currently where we as audience members are existing in. Mm -hmm. But this movie means realistic as in your feeling. The same thing. Okay. It may not be the real world, but, now, it, but it does have the same thing so. Okay, for like a second. Yeah. Well. Um, but the, they created a the world
0: mm-hmm. that is realistic to that world. Mm-hmm. It's feeling so you're real saying, human emotions. You're saying that that Zack Snyder's movies are more like photorealistic in that yes. way, as settings. But these movies have. Real more realistic characters and motivations yes. and feelings. Yes. Which do you think is right? If uh, you were to make the movie, which one would you do? Well, it's tough to do because Zack Snyder has to make all those movies while also incorporating a character like Superman, who is just quintessentially not, you know, realistic. You know what I mean? As yes. A, as, a, as a character, when you're dealing with someone that can shoot lasers out of his eyes uh-huh. and can breathe ice and fly. Can he, he do that? Yeah, he can do Does that. He, the well, I mean, it's, movie. it's very cold, you know, I don't know, maybe he has to it's have cold the, breath. He has cold has breath. To have the flu for it to be ice, maybe. I don't maybe know. take one of those dentine ices. Yeah, I assume that's how that works, yeah, and then he can swing by a chase bank. and but yeah, so it's a little bit more difficult to get down those emotions when you're dealing with a character who has such a vastly different life that, doesn't exist like Superman. Yeah. When I mean, you understand what Superman right, Batman, but it's Superman's completely yeah. invulnerable dealing with emotional issues that are inherently not real. So it's yes. way tougher to nail those emotions as being authentic and I, I think that that's probably the most difficult thing that Zack Snyder has to do and it's probably one of the things that he struggles with the most. Okay. Is his Superman acting in a way that Superman would but making that seem authentic and realistic and um empathetic to the audience okay so i don't necessarily think there's a right or a wrong way to do it but i think that snyder struggles at humanization which is what the movie should be more so than extremely hyper realistic setting i think that okay. the human part right. is more important especially with a character like superman who you need to be able to empathize with you don't necessarily have to empathize with batman because he's kind of a sociopath I mean, he's a sociopath. Obviously, but Superman is really a kid from Kansas, and mm-hmm. you should be able to relate to him and empathize with him in a way that you would as a friend, who's just a really good guy, and he doesn't really do that that well at all. Okay. okay. That's right. So that's kind of my my one-minute monologue on why the Zack Snyder movies aren't pretty good. That's fine. Anyway, back to this movie. Back to this movie. Um, you know what? I, I do want to talk a little bit about how the Joker makes an Eminem reference in this movie. Yes, I, I was just going to say that. Uh, he, when he, when uh, Gordon is in the mayor's office and they're talking about, you know, city things, and uh, city the, things. the mayor goes to gaze out, out of his window and look at his city, and they do they have, like, the only jump scare, really, in this entire movie Yes. When, Surprisingly, with the fake Batman, yeah, that's tied up, falls through and smashes into the window. It doesn't break the window, but it just plasters yeah. itself onto the window. Which means someone was up there holding that thing, like no. to drop it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and drop it's it. hilarious. I would like to see that scene. But he's got the Joker card that's attached to him that says, "Will the real Batman please stand yes. up?" And that's too. fucking funny. Yes. I like that. A- but then you have also have to picture. The Joker, like, in the car, on the way to a heist, and people are trying to talk to him, and he's like, shut the fuck up. And he's got his headphones in, and he's listening to Eminem. He's listening to The Real Slim Shady. It's a good song. It is a good song. What, a about, song. what if Eminem played the Joker in all of these movies? He's not a good
1: actor, but... No, not really. I just like to see him. He's in. a good actor if he plays stuff that's kind of based on him. He's I was good. going to say
0: if he plays himself.
1: Exactly. He's good in 8 Mile, because that story is kind of based
0: on him in a way. What's the name of the actors in 8 Mile? What do you mean? Like the main, the actress, like the love interest in this. Brittany Murphy. Yeah, she's dead. (laughs) Bless you. you. I realize that she's dead, but it. I've always been struck in that movie by the really awkward, uh, like hardcore sex scene that takes place in a warehouse, and I was like. Clock off if you're gonna fuck like that. She's the sound of Have some respect. You know who's also in that movie? It's like people, Michael Shannon. And you're like, people are walk, like people are at work right now. Can you not have sex Isn't on the floor of this Michael Shannon's house? in that movie too. What a, what an amazing
1: actor. Well, Speaking of okay. sex. Exactly. I don't
0: think Michael Shannon ever smiles.
1: I think you know what smiles. My
0: favorite <laughs> My favorite acting performance in history, bar on. Fuck you, Tom Hanks. Fuck you, Robert De Niro, the best acting of all time is Michael Shannon doing the sorority letter. Yes, it's, it's my favorite thing in the world. It's if you've never watched that, go on YouTube. It is so of funny. Michael Shannon reading so a really belligerent sorority email so that he sent out great. to some sorority sisters. It's incredible. <laughs> but um yeah, Eminem great. Eminem great. The magic trick scene is so iconic. It's really yeah. I mean, we don't have to really talk about because people know what it is. Uh, we don't, yeah, we really don't, actually. Uh, let me see... I can give you another M&M fun track where you look. Yeah, please,
1: go so, ahead. So, the movie Gaines in New York. Good movie. Uh, Daniel Day-Lewis, good actor, um, is playing Bill the Butcher. Crazy character. Um, apparently, to research that role, because Bill the Butcher is, is this very self-arrogant character, mm-hmm. who is a fucking sociopath. <laughs> it's a great movie. If you were buying on DVD, it has to come like two discs. It's very long. Ooh, like
0: yeah, Titanic it's, it's is a VHS. That's true. It's you've never seen the VHS no, of Titanic. No. See, I, I grew up. We we used to have it, and yeah. then it, I worked at Goodwill for three and a half years, uh, and there's like ten movies that get donated to Goodwill like five times a day, <laughs> and one of them is the VHS of Titanic. But it's famous <laughs> for how long it is that it it's two VHS. Oh shit! You have to watch. Anyway,
1: um, apparently, according to Daniel Lewis, to prepare for Bill the Butcher, he listened to Eminem. Because Eminem is very angry. He is. An and angry. very, very, I mean, probably not in real life, but in the music he's portraying, he's angry and arrogant and full of himself. It's like, I'm a charged bitch. Yeah. I'm but mad at my mom. I'm mad at my mom. I'm going to kill my wife. <laughs> um, that's essentially what he used to get into the mindset of Bill the Butcher. <laughs> Bill the Butcher is an arrogant son of a bitch. Agreed. He will kill you. Agreed. He beats up John C. Riley in front of, no, he beats up Brendan Gleason in front of everybody just beats him to a pulp with like a, not a baton but like a, not a mallet but like a club just beats him to shit in front of
0: everyone. back to the dark back to the dark also a good movie I did want to mention some of the some of the lesser known Joker lines and I, how I feel like it uh, serves as just a really strong dialogue piece that ties back into earlier scenes in the movie that are, uh-huh. that are subtle but are really well done where the Joker is, I forget if he's talking to Harvey Dent or if he's talking. Oh no, I, I believe it's actually where the Joker had he, he, um, he's talking to one of the Italian gangsters. Okay. I, or I think it's I think he's Italian. I don't really know, but it's the scene of the giant pile of money. Oh, the, I think he's Russian. Or he, yeah, he's, 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 he's Russian. Like, yeah, 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 something like that. He's, he's like, "My dogs are hungry." Yeah, yeah that one. What are you doing? Yeah. But when he when he burns half of the mountain of money, and he slides down it. It's very charismatic. That's a good shower there, sledding is, down. It's super fun. But he tells him that Gotham deserves a better class of criminal. Okay. And it actually harkens back to the first Joker scene, the, the, uh, the initial bank okay. heist, mm-hmm. where the one guy that you mentioned that's in um, Blades, of Glory? Blades of Glory is yelling at the Joker, and he talks about how um, he says... The the criminals in this town used to stand for something. Oh, yeah. So he's... The Joker's essentially making the same argument to him, which is really funny, where he's just adopting other people's lines and throwing them back at other criminals, which is really fun. That makes sense. Where they're both saying, like, the criminals in this town used to mean something, or, like, this town deserves better than you, Uh except for he's saying, instead of, this town, like, instead of saying that Tom used to have gangsters who are, were a better class of criminal, he's saying that the gangsters are fake as fuck because they're just putting on these appearances. No, there's also an
1: African-American gangster, too. Yeah, <laughs>
0: he's... Good which again. I was like, he's just like the only... guy da- that plays Spawn, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I'm like, there's a lot of white guys in the scene. Because that's when the Joker says... Well, no, I forget what his name is. Like, he like, can't get a nickel for his grandma. <laughs> Something like that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm just like, I'm, like, I'm good for him, I guess, maybe? I mean... <laughs>
1: was I good scene. I, don't know, I, don't, I mean, I can probably cut this out but I'm not going to. Have you seen the Spawn movie? Parts of it. I good. know John Leguizamo plays the clown.
0: Yeah, John Leguizamo. He's a good. You know, John Leguizamo, fantastic also in his brief scene in John Wick. I haven't seen, I've seen none of the John Wick. You've seen none of the John no, Wick movies? I know
1: that they exist. I've seen a part, oh, like two, literally like five minutes of the first one.
0: The first John Wick
1: movie is the best action movie of, of the of the, 20th. 20th. of the 2010s. Are you telling me? Are you telling me Bill and Ted's Action Adventure is not action packed? Did Bill and Ted's Action Adventure come out in
0: the no, last? No, I just want to make sure that's not what you're saying. That's uh, I just, no. That's not what I'm saying at all. It's like, are you saying that March of the Penguins sucked ass? And I'm like, no, I didn't bring up that it has nothing to do with <laughs> this. But this movie has a very John Wickian scene. John, Wickie, John Wickian. Which is, there's a brief scene where it's the Italian gangster this time, Moroni, Sal Moroni, when Batman's running to confront him at one point near the... The movie's very long. It's hard to parse out what exactly was yeah. going on at this, at this point. But he has to beat the shit out of a bunch of people in the middle of a nightclub. Oh, yes. Yes. And there's a gr- one of the best action sequences in John Wick is him killing a bunch of people and trying to catch one of the gangsters that's running and mm. being chased through a nightclub. And that's where they're at because this movie came out seven years before John Wick or, or six years before John Wick, and I wonder if that was that's any sort it. of inspiration or if any of the same people worked on both movies. But it was just I that mean, something could that look it up. clicked still in the back of my mind. I was like, oh shit, that looks very that looks a lot like John Wick. Someone getting there like just beating the shit out of a bunch of people while like a throbbing nightclub yeah. is is going on in the background. That was super cool. I think Eric Roberts
1: is really good in this movie. Eric <laughs> Roberts is the main gangster.
0: Oh yeah, 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 he's very good. You know who his sister is? Julia Roberts. Julia Rob. Roberts. Hurts. Roberts. Julia Rob. Hurts. I'm making the joke from, uh, um, uh, Channing Tatum and, and Jonah Hill, uh. Oh, yeah. Uh, t- Jump 21, 21, 21 21. uh it's from 22 Jump Which Street. One? though. That. It, where they're doing the slam poetry. And oh, college, yeah, that's right. And he's in right. Julia Roberts. Julia Rob. Hurts. <laughs> that seems hilarious. That's but so no.
1: Hard. Yeah, um, Eric Roberts is Julia Roberts' brother and Eric Roberts is also the father of Emma Roberts.
0: Oh, fun fact. Good for that family. Which is nothing to anybody Good except for, for her, the first family. Talking to you. Also, I wanted to mention that they have one of the newspapers because I've been keeping track of how many newspapers they show up in this movie. Uh, in Batman Begins, it was primarily the Gotham Post, but in this movie they switched over and it is the Gotham City Times. So they have their analogs well, for the New York Times and the, the Washington, Washington Post. Post. And the Washington Post. Sometimes. And there was the Gotham Gazette before in one of the other movies. They've made up at least six newspapers in all these Batman movies. It's very hard to write newspapers. It is, but I just want to applaud Gotham City for having a healthy free press. Fantastic. I'm glad everyone's paying attention. Just a a brief aside. A lot of newspaper companies went out of business. I don't want to talk about it. But, I I want to talk about some other lines. Do you have any other other really good Uh, lines you want to talk about? I... No. There's I, I want to... Because there's some great lines between Bruce Wayne and Alfred. Yeah, go on. The, uh, the the scene at the near the end of the movie where Batman's gonna go to the press conference and he's gonna reveal oh, yeah. himself and everything, yeah. and he's like, I didn't know what you're talking about. Yeah, where he's like, uh, like he's talking about how he's gonna go away too because he's gonna say that he's an accomplice. He's like, I'm gonna be yeah. locked up too because I'm an accomplice, and Bruce Wayne goes, a accomplice accomplice? I'm gonna tell you mm. the whole thing was your idea.
1: <laughs> I like we delivered that line. You know, maybe he could, you know, give some of that
0: talent to earlier yeah no i also like when bruce wayne and bruce wayne for the first time goes to see harvey and uh rachel when they're at dinner yeah what kind of asshole does interrupt someone else's dinner which i believe is the it's the same restaurant slash hotel that they got to where bruce wayne and the models were swimming at the pool in the last movie that makes sense because he said he bought it because he bought bought it it. this movie says i own the place also
1: i mean why what asshole does that I understand, like, oh, hey, oh, we're at the same restaurant too. Oh, hey, have a nice dinner. You know, well, you know, if you want to talk, that will be over here. Yeah, just just sits down with them, and then it's... they have this, this this moral discussion about Julius Caesar and power.
0: See, that's what I want to talk about because the prima ballerina of the Moscow whatever the fuck Moscow ballet company. Yeah, whatever it doesn't matter. She is in this movie for just that scene. And she delivers some great points about vigilantism and the nature of democracy. And no, I'm no, like, who Russia's, is this I'm like, who is this prima ballerina woman, and why is she making such good points, and also kind of hitting on Harvey Dent? I'm like, she puts the more. paper in front of us, yeah, like, too. I yeah. want to see more of this woman. Who? And well, you she, see, if you go to the ballet, yeah,
1: it's, you like ballet. I do mean, yeah. not like ballet. Oh, Harvey. Oh
0: yeah, Harvey likes ballet. I, like, I don't like ballet. What are you talking about? <laughs> I hate ballet. It's very <laughs> slow. It is very slow. Um, well, I think that we're kind of wrapping up at this point. Uh, I want to talk about one thing. We like talking about one Go ahead. I'm trying to remember what it is. Uh... We talked about that. Um... There's a couple different things that are worth noting, like how it's probably not a good idea to put the mayor directly right in the opening, like right in the middle of the goddamn city in the open yeah. after his life was threatened. Yeah. Where not... they're like, oh yeah, someone's trying to kill you we should probably put you in the middle of a city, like in the middle of the street with no protection. Yeah. Might be a good idea. Probably don't do that because someone's going to... Yeah. Oh, oh, I remember that, I remember that, I remember that.
1: Uh, the Joker at the end of this movie. Mm-hmm.
0: Dead? Not dead? Not what dead? The? Not dead? Don't lie. Explain in your the, reasoning. Well, actually, I believe in one of the novelizations. Okay, the novel- so, ignore that. If you're just watching the movie. Dead or not dead? I think dead because he has to be to not show up in the next movie. I think that if the if the Joker is not dead, and I know they did that because of Heath Ledger because they didn't want someone else to reprise the role so soon. There's just, story-wise, you have to kill the Joker. Otherwise, it doesn't really make sense okay. when everyone gets released from prison in the next movie that the Joker wouldn't.
1: Okay. Or, hear me out. Okay.
0: He'd kill himself. Why?
1: He doesn't have a plan. But he never had a plan. Yeah, uh, who knows? He could have cut himself
0: loose. I guess I feel like thing would shoot. That wouldn't be, su- that has wouldn't has be funny though. He's not a clown. He's not supposed to make you laugh. No, but it wouldn't be. F- it's funny to him. True. But maybe suicide would be funny for him. I don't know. Because, because it, it, he's kind of takes expect expect something it. away from right. somebody else, and you wouldn't expect it. Exactly. Well, maybe. I mean, that's good enough reasoning for him. Maybe,
1: maybe also if he, if he is, if he wasn't dead. He, they could put him in Arkham, mm-hmm. but um, not solitary. It Could be in solitary because you could, cause they, I don't think you can really do electronic
0: stuff in solitary. They don't they don't blow up Gotham. Mm-hmm. Know, right? No, that's that's what I was gonna say with like the novelization. It's either this. I think it's the novelization of the Dark Knight Rises. Okay, they talk about like the same thing. Everyone's getting released from prison but the Joker's in solitary and so he's like shaking his thing but his is not opening because they know better and they just doesn't want to deal with that bullshit. Okay. That
1: was it. That's all I was
0: saying. Yeah. That's it. I mean, it's an interesting theory. I don't know. I mean, obviously I can't tell if you're correct or not because there's no right answer. Well, obviously the actor is dead so we, can, we can't, we don't know. All
1: right. So it's all conjecture. It's ten but... years since he, ten years since he died. You know, okay, so he won the Oscar. Yes. Okay. You know what he was up against that year? Hmm. Um... Philip Seymour Hoffman okay. for Doubt. Yes, Doubt. Mm-hmm. And Robert Downey Jr. for Tropic Thunder. Are you saying that he so should have lost I think. I I honestly, I honestly think that if he didn't die, he would not have won it. Who do you think would have won it? Well, comedies don't really get Oscars. You don't think Downey? I don't think Downey would have got it, but as a great performance by Downey. That movie. it's really good. I think if, if, let me look it up. Keep talking while I look up who was nominated for the Oscar that year. Um, so uh what else did you do today besides
0: watching the movie? <laughs> trying to make small talk with me yep. right now. Oh so the weather was pretty <laughs> nice. It was so and nice sunny and sunny and they were really it was So nice today. Alright. Well I think that we're just we're pretty much just gonna wrap up. I mean, anything else that you have you can kinda mention in here? Your closing statements Um, your closing remarks. Do you want me to go first with my closing statements? Sure. And my final score for the movie? Go ahead. Uh, Guys, this movie's just... It's pure, like, iconic. Everything about this movie, even ten years later, is hyper-quotable. All of it still stands out. The movie's incredible. The performances are nine times out of ten. Super good. It's long, but it doesn't really hamper the movie in any real palpable way especially in a way that it that in other Christopher Nolan movies it definitely does really well written extremely well directed but shot, really well shot really well too some of those quotable lines are and I, they're almost oh, kind yeah. of jokes at some point because they're so heavily referenced but like the you either die a hero or live long enough to see yourself become the villain still is Holds up really well. is is a really iconic film. This movie is more philosophical
1: about morality than anything. Absolutely. Anyway, I found kind out of what we are doing, but I, I kind of got
0: between that and like the the Joker saying that they I, I show schemers how pathetic their attempts to control things really are. He's got some really interesting things to say about, like, the schemers and about the... Everything's according to the plan, about yeah. how if I blew up a... You know, if I told you that ten gangsters were gonna die... He says we were gangbangers. Gang, if ten gangbangers were gonna die, Noah, that I, If a truckload of soldiers were to... Extro- sure. It's all according to the plan, but if one little mayor dies, well, then everybody loses their minds. You know, he does the whole... Yeah. And... He knows how to reel in performance. It's captivating. Yes. And... All of those are still, I mean, he's a sociopath, but there's some really, it lets you really kind of sit and breathe in those moments in a really good way. Yeah. So what would you rate it percentage-wise? Percentage-wise, I'd have to think about what ratings I've given to other movies. But like I mentioned, this is the movie that I've seen the most as far as Batman movies Mm -hmm. and probably comic book movies in general. Okay. I saw this when I was, like I said, like 12 or 13 or something like that. So it was a super formidable time. You were 11 when that movie came out. You must have been
1: 11, because I was 13. Okay, well, I, but I don't think I saw it when it was released. Okay. So I might have been okay. 12 like, when, I, okay. when I saw
0: it. But it came out at, like, yeah, you know, like 11, 12. It was a really formidable time when I was just getting into, you know, these yeah, types yeah, yeah. of things. And so this was a really important movie to, like, the obviously like the end of, I don't even want to say my childhood, but, like... Your teen years. Your formative years. Yeah, and I've seen this movie a lot. And it's, I guess it's a movie that I think is really important. I mean, I've, I've seen it probably like 12 times or something like that. But I think it absolutely holds up. I think even... It does. Even, except, I mean, except for technology that they use, like the phones. Yeah, even it that's up. not that egregious. They're not. But it, it holds up super, super well, even visually from only 10 years ago. But, but damn it, I, I, I literally, unabashedly, and I don't have to feel bad about this, I love this movie. I think it's fantastic. It's, it's like, it's long, but it doesn't hamper it. It's incredibly directed, incredibly uh, performed, great music from mm-hmm. Hans Zimmer. I think this movie's got to be a, a, a 95, 95 out of 100. Okay. Like mm-hmm. Is you. that the highest one you I think I think it should be. Okay. I think I might have given someone a 92 or 3, but I th- I'm yeah, 95 this must have should be the highest. highest. Anyway, I looked up who he was up against that year before I... Yeah, go ahead.
1: He was up against Josh Brolin for Milk. Love not Josh Brolin. Robert Downey Jr. for Traffic Thunder. Phil mm-hmm. Zimmerhoff for Doubt. And Michael Shannon for Revolutionary Road. I've never seen Revolutionary Road. All those people we've mentioned somehow. Anyway, yeah, um, uh, obviously, someone was, I think if someone was going to win, it would have been Philip Seymour Hoffman. But uh, um, I dug this movie. Um, it doesn't really sell itself as a as a as a as a comic book movie. You know what I mean? It definitely it more just sells itself as a per, as a cop movie, like a crime, like yeah, like a detective cro- cop movie. Mm-hmm. Um, Uh, and that's, that's kind of how I saw it the first time, because I didn't see Batman Begins the first time. Mm. Um, I saw parts of Batman Returns before I saw the whole thing.
0: You know, I'm not even sure, to be honest, if I knew that this was a Batman movie going into it. I mean, I
1: knew it was a Batman movie. Right. Because you kind of, they're kind of selling the idea of Batman. Right. I mean, if I remember right. But... I mean, I, I, it's a good movie. I mean, I've seen it a lot of times, mostly on TNT. Um,
0: right, you don't even have to qualify that it's like a good yeah, superhero movie. It's, it's a, a movie that you definitely movie. need to
1: see on a big screen. Absolutely. Because, Like Batman Begins, it is an epic that is dealing with small characters in an epic environment. Mm-hmm. Um, I would also give it... For, I would say 95 also.
0: Really? Yes. So it's your highest rating so far too? Yes. I'd be hard pressed if a movie were to beat this. I'm not really sure what it was just I have thinking a few about thoughts
1: on other movies. Those are just like more more I like this movie because
0: of this, but as a put together movie. Just thinking about like what movies are coming up that we're gonna be able to watch Jesus and Christ. like I'm uh, just just considering which movies are up next and even some of the animated movies, i I'm not saying that it's impossible that I'm gonna like a movie more than this or that I'm gonna think it's a movie's better than this, but it's is a well-made like well movie, is what I'm saying. I, I can't wait to see that movie, because this is a damn good movie.
1: Like, if like if Lego movie, Lego Batman, I would probably like it one more, because it's a comedy. You know what I mean? Right. This, as a, but it's not a well-made
0: movie. Right. This
1: is a very well-made movie. Um. So, yeah, I would say 95 Before I finish my thing, I get you a little gift. Oh! Yes. Oh. Let, me, let me preface the story. What a,
0: what a wonderful surprise. I didn't know this was I happening. I was picking
1: up my mom during my lunch to switch cars out. Um, she stopped at Burger King. I don't eat Burger King. It's trash.
0: Oh, it's not a surprise. <laughs> you Are going to give me, like, some old french fries? No. no. Like, oh, that would have been better. Alex came and got me some cold onion rings. No. Um, I had Wendy's,
1: though. Wendy's, Wendy's is good, though. Um, she got a toy because she ordered a kid's meal. And I, I opened the toy, and I realized, oh, this has something to do with what we're going to talk about. So I got you a little Joker toy from Burger King.
0: Oh! I got a Burger King. I got a Burger King Joker. <laughs> the clown Burger King of crime. Yeah. Was- <laughs> oh, the cr- the clown yeah, prince so and the Burger King. I got. I got that. I remember It kind of relates I'm gonna give it to you. And it's a, it's ex- you know it's a Justice League action. Yes. a little action figure, and it actually kind of ties into what I was going to say, which is the movie that we're going to watch next, because I thought I'd throw you through a little bit of a curveball, and I know that it's... I don't don't play sports. What's a curveball? A curveball, you know, a fastball in baseball, when you throw it really hard and straight? Sure. Curveball is going to curve. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm going to to throw you one of those. Okay. And I kind of wanted to bring... I know that it's a little bit uh, ambiguous, it's like... You know, Are we going to cover Justice League-related movies or not? And we've been kind of hesitant about whether we're going to do that because that opens up a whole different can of worms. But I think that we can do movies that have the word Batman in the title. And okay. I wanted to branch out and do one that was kind of a little more to do with the Batman uh, and uh, well, the DC animated universe yeah. in general. So I think that the next one that I wanted to watch is from one of the earlier Batman animated features, which is Superman, Batman, public Enemies. Okay. Is it on Amazon? It, it's, well, it should be available to, to stream okay. wherever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. But yeah, I, I think that that's what we're going to watch next time. So as this is a Justice League action, action figure, <laughs> I think it was appropriate to bring that this is going to, the next movie that we watch is going to tie in a few more oh, Justice yes. League related characters. Yeah. Alright. Alright, so tune in next week. Uh, this has been Crime Alley Commentary. You can follow Alex on Twitter at Stitch underscore Alex. That is Stitch with a C-H, no T. Right? What? What? S T I C H. That's what I mean. Is it? It's, it's not one Stitch. T, one I mean, t- it's not like Stitch is. I'm saying S yes, T I C H. S T I C H underscore Alex.
1: I was right. I just didn't explain it well.
0: And you can follow me on Twitter at RealPeterModlin. You can follow this podcast at CryMalleyCon with two M's. And until next week, I have been Peter PeterModlin. This has been The Dark Knight. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you liked The Dark Knight. I hope that. You know, we've been the heroes that you deserve, but not the ones. Well, we man. went all over the place, didn't we? <laughs> we went all we over really the did. Place. I eh. won. Yeah. Eh. That's all good. Alex, what about you? I'm Alex, and I'm Peter, and, and my father was not a joke. Was not a <laughs> my father was not a drinker and a fiend. I really wanted to bring up that line. That's <laughs> why so I forgot about it. All right. Well, yeah. Crime alley commentary this week. We're just rambling at this point. Who really gives a <laughs> shit? Have a week, everybody. We'll see you next week. Bye. Yeah. Bye. Bye.